It's the Free W. Smith Show with Jeff Sloan, ahead of the Paul W. Smith Show at 6 on 760 WJR. All right, you know what's coming up very soon in just a few weeks, the start of the college football season. It's such a, a great time of year. You know, college football, it's interesting. Of course, it's about athletics first, but it's also about being associated with your community, the university you went to, cheering on your team, uh, your team, that is, and uh, being part of it, being part of the pageantry and uh, the spectacle and all that goes with it. It's an amazing thing. You know, what started as nothing more than a, a little game of athletics on a football field has turned into huge business now. The game is changing, changing significantly. It's not just football. It's all athletics, amateur athletics, college athletics in particular. Of course, a few years ago, we had the transfer portal. That allowed players to accept a place at one university, but then transfer. If they didn't like the experience they were having, they could transfer. Or if there was a better offer that came along, they could go to a different school. And so the transfer portal was a major change to college athletics. And then a year ago, something called name, image, and likeness came along, and that allowed college athletes to actually be paid by sponsors as influencers, as brand ambassadors, like any major celebrity post their amateur years and their professional years beyond their amateur years. You know, any athlete can do that once they're professional. Well, now college athletes can do it and earn money from it, ranging from local sponsorship type deals from, say, a local auto dealer, by way of example, that might amount to a few hundred dollars here and there or a few thousand here or there. Some of these deals have gotten into seven figures, million dollar plus kind of deals, and they've become impactful on the game for many reasons, not the least of which is in recruiting. Well, we've got a guy who's going to break it all down for us. One of the great things about this guy is he lives in Ann Arbor, Michigan. He's an ESPN staff writer. Many great things about this guy. The most important and most relevant thing about this guy is he knows sports, and he's here to report to us on how name, image, and likeness is and has changed the game in just a year since it was allowed. Dan Murphy, tell us all about it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are now just about a year, a little bit more than a year into what really is a new era in college sports. In July 1st, 2021, the NCAA allowed college athletes to start making money for the first time ever. So far, it's only from third parties, so they're not being paid directly by their schools, which is an important distinction to make. But it really has turned college sports on its ear a little bit. And it is the biggest, most substantial step in what's been a process over the course of a couple decades of eroding sort of what amateurism college sports used to look like and making it look more professional. And frankly, I don't think it's the last step. I think it's one step in a process as we, we get more and more professional in the college sports world. Yeah, it really has. And it's not only changed it for the athletes, it's changed it, we know, for the universities who bring these athletes on board to play for their schools now major factor when it comes to recruiting. But you combine that with the transfer portal, you know, uh, things really are changing in college sports. Kind of the, the innocence seems to be lost a bit, Dan. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, there are really two versions of NIL that have emerged as this thing has evolved over the past year. And one was the initial intention was to allow athletes to 
sign endorsement deals with with Nike or Gatorade or to sign autographs for fans and make money from that type of stuff. And so that's one bucket that the NCAA is okay with. The one that they've tried to block but haven't been able to for all kinds of legal reasons we could get into is where the the play itself is really for the athlete to come to a school or for their performance on the field, whether it's the football field or the basketball court or anywhere else. But it's being sort of disguised as an endorsement pay, and really it's more like a de facto salary. And because of that and the transfer portal, as you mentioned, it's opened up this new way of acquiring talent in college sports where the colleges and the coaches themselves don't have as much control over that as they used to. And, you know, as you said, it really has changed a little bit, but the loss, it's innocence, right? A lot of people yeah. are feeling that way. And I think, you know, when you look at it, of course, this is a big step in that process, but College sports has also been signing billion-dollar TV deals and sending players across country. So there are a lot of steps that have worn away at that innocence over the past couple of decades that are part of that process. And just to kind of you know break it down a bit in the most simplest form, NIL, name, image, and likeness, is where an athlete allows a, or cuts a deal, if you will, makes an agreement with a brand or sponsor, a business in the local community or a national brand, whatever it may be, for them to, in effect, act as an ambassador. Uh, you know, a figurehead representing the brand, an influencer now for the first time being allowed to do this. And essentially now they're paid. Right. And I think in some sense, if you're the local car dealership at a university who thinks that paying the quarterback to help you sell cars, that's one thing. But if you're the local car dealership and want to pay the quarterback because you want your favorite football team to win, yes. uh, that's a different deal. It and is. right now the NCAA has no way of separating the two, right? right? They want to stop that from happening, but there's really no way to govern intentions or motivations behind these payments, even if it's pretty clear what's going on to everybody. And they've been hemmed into a point where they really can't stop the things that they want to stop. Okay, so tell us, one year later, after NIL has been allowed, tell us some of the, the stories or anecdotes you can share, both positive and negative, with the NIL program. Well, I, I will say that so far it has been overwhelmingly positive. There are tons of great opportunities for athletes to start cashing in on real market value. They generate millions and millions, if not billions of dollars on a year by playing college sports. And many of the, the young people that have been doing this have been doing it in really responsible ways, whether it's raising money for charities or, or trying to sign deals if they're the superstar, signing deals that all of their teammates can get a piece of, things that people were afraid the opposite would happen and we're seeing a lot of it. The things that the people are worried about is you can have uh, one or two billionaires somewhere. There's a guy you know, down in Miami named John Ruiz who's a billionaire business owner who's, who's paying athletes big sums of money to try to get them to come to the University of Miami. That, you know, I don't mean to single him out because that's happening everywhere in, in many places. And there's these groups that have evolved uh, called collectives is what they're being called. And they're essentially above board slush funds in some way, right, where all the boosters can get together and throw their money in a pot and then use that to go after the biggest recruits or biggest prospects in college sports to try to build their team's roster. Right. And again, Dan, all that cloaked in, you know, what I'm really doing is hiring that uh, athlete to help me sell cars. Going back to the example you gave, right? Exactly. That's right. That's right. And look, you can think about that as good or bad, right? That the athletes clearly have market value and they're cashing in on that. But whether you think about it as a good or bad, it really changes the fundamental way that the NCAA has wanted to run its business and, and raises questions about whether or not in the future they'll have to make even more significant changes. 
one of the things we're seeing this summer is schools are getting more and more involved, realizing the recruiting piece of this, which you brought up earlier, the better that they can help their athletes make money, the more likely they are to get the star players to show up. So as, as schools get more and more involved in helping their athletes arrange these kind of deals, the question comes up, well, why aren't these schools paying the athletes directly? Why are we doing this through you know, a de facto salary? That's what it's become. This program has been beneficial not only directly to the athletes who work so hard, who, who frankly, in some cases, need this money. You mentioned the universities, Dan, to help their athletes, both perhaps as a, you know, overtly or covertly a recruiting mechanism, but certainly nonetheless to take care of their athletes who come there and play hard for the school. I think that's interesting. Yeah, re- recruiting is the the lifeblood of college sports, as it's often described. And so whenever there is a way to try to bring in better talent schools, immediately the, the money will flow in that direction. And right now, the arms race for getting the top recruits is based in how much of an NIL program you can have and how much support you can provide for your athletes. When coaches are going out into the living rooms of, of the best high school seniors in the country, one of the things they're talking about now is here's how much money our players are making off of NIL deals. If you come to our school, you'll be able to cash in more than if you go to the rival down the street. That's something that the NCAA wanted to avoid. They want athletes choosing their school based on the academic and other opportunities it provides to them. But that's just not reality. That was never how it was going to play out in practice. And, and frankly, the, you know, in many circles, the money was there beforehand. It was just under the table and not talked about. Dan Murphy, you're a ESPN staff writer. Thanks for coming on with us. This NIL thing, name, image, and likeness, has just really dramatically changed sports, in particular amateur sports, in many significant ways. We're going to head to a quick break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 